Welcome back, everybody, to Go Help Yourself, a comedy self-help podcast to make life suck less. I am one half of your guidepost cheerleader captains on this journey of self-help exploration, Lisa Linky. Our other co-host, co-captain, co-cheerleader, Captain Journey <laughs> is not oh, here boy. today. <laughs> She's not here. And the giggling voice on the other end, I will introduce you to in a minute of our guest, very special guest presenter. But if you're new, welcome. Welcome. You're our tiny pocket friend, and we're very excited that you're here. This is a podcast where we read and review a popular self-help book each episode and talk about how we feel about it. We tell you the tips, the tricks, the yays, the boos, the ins and outs, the ups and downs. In under an hour, you'll know the main points of the book and you'll really have a good sense of whether or not it's something that you want to invest your time, energy, and money and support the author. We're reading these books so you can go on enjoying your busy life while still getting the perspective-altering self-help advice that you've been craving or that someone has been craving for you. And I'm very excited because today, 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 today is a special presenter, a special guest presenter. She's been on our show before and we're very grateful to have had her and she's returning. Longtime loyal listeners know her. And you will recognize her. She's the hilarious, the beautiful, the wonderful, the talented, my best friend, Sarah Maher. Sarah, welcome back. I'm certain that everybody could hear me eating that cookie at the top. Well, I'm confident that they Call did. in. Call in and let us Is know. Is this a call-in show? L- the lines are live. Sarah, I'm so excited that you're here. You are here for a book review. You're going to be presenting a book, and I'll tell our listeners in just a minute why I'm seeing the book already. I'm going to tease it for them in just a second. We read books every Friday, and on uh, Tuesdays, we have a follow-up episode lovingly called Our Weekly Beef, where we do everything that's not books, but still in the realm of self-help. So trivia, thought-provoking questions, articles, interviews, things like that, and We have switched this year, moving our homework that we assigned from the book to our Patreon. So if you are interested in supporting us and supporting the podcast and all the production of it, you can become a member of our community on Patreon. We've already had some amazing conversations. Sarah is a member Hmm. of our Patreon community. Thank you so much for supporting us. Excuse me. Please respect my privacy. That's right. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Just kidding. I'll shout it from the rooftops. I am a loyal she was our first patron. Thank you. Right. Thank you very much. Yeah. And the contents I've already gotten is fabulous. Thank you. But yeah. no one will know what it is unless they uh, sign up. So That's right. We ha- So our deep dive conversations where we go into the homework are very intimate and um, really vulnerable and funny. It's still the same fun, funny content, but also with a side of vulnerability. So that's our Patreon. You can check us out at patreon.com slash go help yourself. And you can also check out our merch. And all of these links will be in show notes. Miss Sarah got some beautiful merch and sure supports it with pride. So does your daughter. Mm-hmm. She has a really, really cute sweatshirt. Oh, yeah. We have like mommy daughter GHY swag. <laughs> We're amazing. repping. We're repping on the third coast. Okay. So I'm a little discombobulated, but I'm I'm plowing through. Sarah, you're uh, one of a, a, f- a couple guest presenters coming up because Misty and I have been working like the devil through December and January 
And also I've Mm -hmm. been Mm -hmm. deep in grief, as people know. I lost my dog, Zoe, who is a dear friend of yours and loved you dearly. Oh, Zoe and I are tight. Yes. Yes. I just realized that I am so porous right now in my grief. I cannot read a self-help book, especially the one that I'm in the midst of reading, which are really kind of challenging some core beliefs. So I just didn't have it any. And so I reached out to my nearest and dearest, and you were on it in a heartbeat, and you are here to support me, and I say thank you. I um, love that. It's thank so you for sweet that. of you. Yeah, so Misty and I are going to have a couple guest presenters, but we're still going to have content every week, and we're excited. So with all of that being said, setting the table, Sarah, what yes. book are you bringing us today? Oh, well, first of all, I have to say I'm really excited to be here, and I'm, you know, I hope you and Mr. are doing okay. I love you guys. Yeah, thank you. Take that out, editor. That was weird. No, no. <laughs> okay. It was really, it was wonderful. Leave it in. Leave it in. No. Too mushy for this podcast about feelings. Okay. <laughs> so this is the book that we're going to be talking about today. It's Trixie Katya's Guide to Modern Womanhood. Okay. <laughs> she's holding it up for me. And if you're not familiar with Trixie <sighs> and Katya, they are some of the more successful Drag Queens from RuPaul's Drag Race. The book is gorgeous. It's like this dark maroon color. And in yellow, it says Trixie and Katya's. And they're both beat to the gods. Snatched. They're snatched in the front. And they're like best friends in real life. And Katya... (laughs) fucking rotted in the back. Snatched to the front. (laughs) Rotted in the back. Katya's holding Trixie's beautiful fake breast on the front. This is amazing. Okay, so I'm going to do... I'm going to ask you... Sarah, if you can summarize the premise of the book in one sentence, what would it be? I would say that it's personal style is a double-edged sword. Mm -hmm. And you get to choose, you know, which one makes you feel better. Doesn't matter. You choose. Which edge of the sword you choose. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to buy into all the like tropes and fantasies of womanhood, do it. And if it's not the type of like womanhood you want, I'm in love with this. I can't wait to hear more. Okay. Okay. Couple book prices. The hardcover, because it's new, it's less than a year old, is $23.92. Kindle is $13.99. The audio book on Libro or Libro FM, we still don't know, is $21 or $14.99 with membership. And it is 196 pages. So I, I feel like it's 196 pages of bliss. Truly, it is. Okay, so tell me a little bit about your first impressions or overall, like, is this book practical or woo-woo? Okay, well, we have to really take a step back because I just, I have to, you know, recuse myself a little bit here. Oh, that's right. In that I am not reading this book as like someone who doesn't know Trixie and Katya. So like, I watched their show on YouTube I watched Like to Watch on Netflix. I watched their seasons on Drag Race, yada, yada, yada. You're a super fan. I'm a super fan. God, that's For, so lame. Disclosure. It's not, but like, because they're your, Trixie's your favorite, right? She's just such a like Midwestern, middle-aged woman with a chip on her shoulder. I love her. I relate. I just love her. <laughs> like, <laughs> with, so for Sarah's birthday... Last year? Was it just last year? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got a makeup artist to come and 
do drag on us and you wanted to look like Trixie and he did a great job. Yeah. He did some drag on us for sure. He did. He did dragged all over us. He did did dragged all over on us. Yeah. He spent two hours on me and I came out looking like a beautiful woman. So all of this is to say is that this book is great. It is fun. I enjoyed it. Is it for the seasoned Trixie and Katya fan? I don't necessarily think so. Although I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. So who am I to say? Maybe they're expanding their base, it sounds like. Yes. It does feel like this is a great entry point for like someone new who just got into Drag Race and they're into them. Like this is a nice way to meet them. So I'm coming from that point of view. And uh, Okay. So it's not a tip. Well, it is a self-help book. I mean, in that sense that like it's it's a guide. Um, Yes. Yes. But is it practical or is it woo-woo or is it its own genre? It's practical. It's as practical okay. as they come. So um, while it's a book, it's kind of laid out like a like women's health magazine or like even like yes. a teen, like a teen Vogue, you so know, beautiful something design like that. and layout inside. People, but it's all like short essays and it's like Great. quizzes and you know, like how you kind of how to get a guy type excerpts all over the place. So it's really colorful. It's really bright. I was interested in what other people thought about this. So I went on Goodreads and read a couple of reviews, which was hilarious. Mm -hmm. I please go read them. But one person said that the, the pictures are worth the price of admission. And I absolutely agree. Wonderful. Beautiful full page, gorgeous photo shoots. Great. And they're beautiful women. So great. There you go. Yeah, but it's very practical. It's makeup, it's hair tips, it's what to do in a breakup. Those are three. I think the actual chapters are like, and you flip through it, you know, like this is something that you would put on a coffee table and like someone would pick it up at a party. They would read like hang art at eye level and it's one paragraph about it. And it's hilarious. Like this is I what love you it. just so- leave out. It's episodic and that in nature, like a a serial, a procedural, you don't have to read it front to back. You can pop in as at at your leisure per se. It's, it's made for flipping. I mean, I read it cover to cover and enjoyed it, but it's made for flipping. flipping. That's just what what I'll do. One of these days, this book is going to flip all over. When I was younger, I would listen to my mom sit around with her best friends at a table and break into song. And I would be like, that's so dumb. And now mm-hmm. I do Look it and I now. love it. It's us. Look at us now. Hey, this is us. <laughs> okay. So Trixie and Katya's Guide to Modern Wonder Womanhood. Let's open this up. Oh my God. I had some really profound thoughts. So this is what I did. First of all, okay. I treated this like it was a textbook. As you can see, I wrote all over it. <laughs> she has really taken diligent notes and folded I, I, down pages. And folded, got yeah, dog-eared pages, wrote all over it, this beautiful book, because I thought about it. And I was like, you know what? It's my copy. And I'm going to flip through it all the time, so I might as well, well write all over it like I'm Yeah, like I'm it's your guide to modern womanhood. In, you know, 1993, and I'm just like doodling in my magazine. Oh, Why not? I know that. Landline strung around your finger. 
get into it. Okay, so can you tell us a little bit, like, how many chapters, how is it broken up? What chap, are there chapters, chapters, okay. or? Here we go. I'm going to, I'm going to blind you with this. Three Please. parts. Of the three parts. Well, one is beauty and style. Thank you. Part two is homemaking, and part okay. three is relationships. But yes. the reality is, is that, like, these are stories. They threw a bunch yeah. of stories in and then categorized them. Okay. It's, but here's the thing about these two, is that they create so much good content that, like, you can just take a bunch of shit that they say and throw it into a book, categorize it and theme it. So, cause they yeah, like to talk about the same things all the time, which is usually beauty and yeah. sex and then just like absurdity. And they giggle a lot. So if you've ever seen their YouTube show, it's them sitting on stools, giggling and like talking with one another. So what is their writing style? Like, are they each writing individually or are they kind of talking together? Great question. So uh, it's a mix of the two. It's essays, short essays by each. And then there's like three or four points in the book where they just do an interview style subject of them talking together. That's kind of nice. So if you are a fan, you can hear it in their voice. Oh, absolutely. And they, so I don't know if they used ghostwriters. I honestly, I didn't look it up because I want, I want to believe that they wrote this. You're going to molder this one. You want to believe I'm with you. It's like drag. Like the fantasy is that we are pretending that this is a woman. I am going to pretend that they wrote this. Like they sat down at their little breakfast table and wrote this. So you can feel their different voices in this really well. So if they did have a ghostwriter, those ghostwriters are really fabulous. Yeah. They're real good. So, um, so I think what I want to do as we go through this is, kind of skip rocks on a pond here because there's so much content that it's mm-hmm. like let's just hit it like a magazine <laughs> so basically what it will turn into is me just reading you the parts I liked I, I okay. hear that and then I will probably <laughs> ask some follow-up questions on the stuff that you're reading and maybe we'll have some conversations about it as we go too but I'm here for it I'm just so excited you're here and so grateful thank you oh my god I love to be here I didn't hear a word that you just said, though, because I was looking at the book. So um, if I need to know anything, you let me know. Nope, not a thing. Nothing I added was a value. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so, like, I'm looking at my, um, the things that I uh, underlined, and, like, it's something that just caught my eye. Patrick Stewart as a gay farmer. Beauty (laughs) is a lovely thing to possess, like dual citizenship or a will to live. Oh, my God. Okay, so this is Trixie talking about his younger sister who he's very disappointed in because of the way she styles herself. And he says she was a corrupted natural beauty. She is a Weston presenting as an airport Howard Johnson. And I cry every night about it. Maybe living in the shadow of my beauty and fame has impaired her. I mean, this and it's breakneck pace. It's like one after the other, after the other, like as a woman with ADHD, this shit hits the spot. These two are crazy as fuck. And they, I mean, literally, I'm looking at two pages and they've covered like 14 different topics. Well, that's, it sounds like just being in the room with them. I guess here's a question on maybe a little bit of a deeper level. Um, (laughs) What, what do they have to say about beauty and that, you know, their presentation in drag is such a heightened kind of extreme form of beauty, right? Like it's, Mm -hmm. and it's artificial in a sense. That's the fun of drag, right? Like it's so extreme. So 
is it a little tongue in cheek? Is there a little satire? Like, what do I, as a woman who rarely puts on makeup, what can I take? Like, what is the value that I can take from this? Oh, interesting. Okay. So, like, yes. Yeah, so, very quickly, in terms of their aesthetic, the interesting thing is that Katya is kind of the most classically looking like a female when she puts on drag. But she was the first to say, like, she doesn't know anything about makeup, yada, yada, mm-hmm. yada. Mm-hmm. Trixie looks like a clown. Like, she, her, her eyebrows are up by her, like, the top of her cranium. I mean, she looks insane. She her 20- eyelashes block out her eyes. Like, you don't know where her eyes are because her eyelashes are, she has, like, Truly. two sets of eyelashes on. It's amazing. Truly. As a side note, it is very fun because she wears, she wears 20 sets or 10 sets of eyelashes every time she puts on eight on each lid on top and two on the bottom lid. And it is a little fun in their show. If she gets them off by a millimeter girl, it's two fans going North and South and it's so funny. (laughs) What was I saying? Oh, but the funny thing is, is that Trixie actually started in the makeup industry. She worked at Mac for a bunch of years and she she loves makeup. Like that is clearly one of her passions. And then she started a makeup line herself. That's, it looks like it's been like incredibly successful. Um, so come from two really different ends of the spectrum in terms of learning how to do makeup. Yeah. And just like this idea of aesthetic and beauty and who are they to say anything about womanhood? I think there is something here about makeup and hair that, you know, drag queens and women have in common. So I think yeah. I think they absolutely have a leg <laughs> to stand on if they want to talk about womanhood, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I, de- yeah, yeah, I definitely yeah, yeah. don't want it to sound like they don't have any standing. I, I guess it's really more, is oh, it no, I said that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, because they're men. Did right. You, did I forget to say that? No, they're drag queens. But I, what I was saying, I hope my question didn't come across that way. But also... You know, is it a little tongue in cheek because the way they do makeup is how you and I would never do makeup, right? Like, so what can we garnish? Yeah. I guess what what can I garnet? Not garnish, garner. Is that the what can I garner, garner from that? Yeah, yeah. Well, or what can I garnish? What can you garnish? What is I the mean, parsley that I can put on the plate? What's the parsley of the situation? I mean, I think the whole book is the parsley. Really? Okay, okay, this I love whole book, it. It's just pretty. It's just pretty on the side of the plate. And it's it's kind of like, oh, hmm, that was Did nice. you learn any okay. makeup trips while you were reading the makeup section? I did. In fact, okay, there's, well, tell uh, there's a foundation. I mean, it's, I think, the only recommendation that's really made in here, which is like a foundation that Trixie, Trixie talked about that she uses for her day wear, her men's wear. I'm going to uh-huh. wear it for my – I'm going to try it for my women's – you know, nightwear out on the town because yeah. that's how much makeup I wear these days. Same. Okay. So the first part is the part about beauty. And the first essay is from Katya. And it's about hair, 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 hair. And okay. it asks the most important question that any woman asks herself a few times in their life is, should I get bangs? <gasps> and that's right. And you're laughing because you and I have had a conversation for about a decade now about bangs. <laughs> and because you, okay, this is how I remember it. You had said, I'm thinking about, or no, I said, you should try bangs. And you said, I can't do bangs. I can't do it. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, yes, you can. Yes, you can. 
then I learned that you truly cannot Mm -mm. style hair. And it's not that you can't, it's that you're like, I, I'm not going to. I'm hair. No. And also I can't, I'm hair dumb. I cannot work a curling iron for fun. You ask, uh, you make me for a while, you would make me pick up a cool and unplugged hair uh, curling iron and would ask me to like, how would you try to do this? And just watching me try to figure out which way the barrel would go made you laugh and laugh and laugh and laugh. Or you would ask me to try to braid my hair. It was like when E.T. was wearing that dumbass hat. I mean, it's like so fun. It's my favorite time of the year. It's yeah, my Christmas. It's a good time. So good time. I did say, I did say at one point, I take it back. Now that I realize how bad you are at hair, you're too dumb for bangs. That's right. And that's, that's right. what And my stylist did confirm this. That I but you're cannot, too dumb. You cannot. I cannot maintain. do that. It's not a mean mm-hmm. way. It's really, truly like, this is not in my skill set. It's not in my best interests. That's right. You know, there's like a reason some that Some people we have can't drive tests. stick. That's right. Yeah. Some people are just, you know, math isn't their thing. No. Hair is you not know. my thing. It's not your thing. But no. that's okay. So anyway, they talk about, should I get bangs? And okay. so what did, you know... I honestly like don't want to give it away so much because like I if people do want to read it like it's fun it's like yeah what do these different hairstyles say about you oh and, okay and how do you learn you know what does long and layered say about you that's um, me long and layered although okay, my layers so here, have grown out perhaps you are getting older and are unable to afford expensive Botox treatments to smooth out those ever deepening lines and wrinkles on your forehead. Or maybe you are somehow unwilling to inject nerve-paralyzing toxic chemicals into your face for the sake of vanity. Or, more likely, is there a large hideous scar of a Celtic rune carved into your forehead by the deranged leader of a neo-pagan cult that you recently escaped so that you just don't want to talk about anymore? (laughs) This is the book, girl. Oh, um, I like that. I did have a hard time on page 19. There is a haircut called, can I speak to the manager? And I'm going to go ahead and let you know that it had my number. It had my number in look and then in description. And I said, I see myself. And there are many times in this book where I say, I see myself. And I don't like what I see, but I think it's important that I see it. Okay. And are you going to take any action from that? I think I've come to peace with the fact that I am my truest self with a bitchy haircut. <laughs> so I, I, just, I just, really leaned into that. I just love And so I think, uh, oh, hello. <laughs> uh, Sarah, my best friend makes me laugh and fart all the time. Leave it in. Fuck it. Leave it in. All right. <laughs> Leave it in. Okay. Oh, God, girl, I have a story to tell you off, cam- off camera. What is this? Well, we're Zooming, okay. but yeah. Radio? Yeah. Okay, we have a caller. So here's one thing that I really like. So then we come out of the gate with Trixie, and she's talking about makeup first. And it's kind of okay. like she's coming out of the gate with her, like, big thing. Her right. big things are, you know, she's a musician, namely folk, country folk background, although she's yeah. getting into pop, and it's super fun. So... I like that she comes out with makeup because it's her things are music, makeup, drag, comedy, obviously, mm-hmm. but like mm-hmm. this is the comedy. Anyway, so she comes out and there's like a fun, quick thing like on the second page of this chapter, which is like uh, the mirror has two faces. Who are you? And uh, <laughs> yeah, and it's just like this thing about how, like what 
inspiration she pulls from and some of the things she pulls from are Audrey from Little Shop of Horrors, Dolly Parton, Barbie and Skipper, Elvira, Hedwig, My Little Pony. Like, it's great. So I, this feels like a peek behind the curtain yeah, to the two of them. And like, also just getting to spend as much time as you want with them, as long as you want in the book. Yeah. So this book is very, they both feel like you're kind of like kibitzing with your like best girlfriends yeah, or people like to think that these would be their best girlfriends. Yeah. And they are, you know, in a fun, weird way, but yeah, it's more of that. It's like that warm, bubbly, mile a minute bullshit. It's I so, love it. it's just, mwah, so here's a quick paragraph that I loved. Okay. Um, and it was on foundation. Thank you. This is foundation. And what Trixie is talking about is when she works at the Mac counter, mm-hmm. so many people would want to learn how to cover up their skin instead of just take care of it. And then they wouldn't have to cover it up as much. Yeah. Which, you know, I know some people have feelings about that. So this is from, from foundation. I found that people were more interested in skin camouflage than skin care. That's like stockpiling the morning after pill and said, instead of pursuing contraception. <laughs> after enough trips down the stairs in the family room after a missed period, you start to realize that an uncomfortable chat with mom could accept your feet on the ground and your ankles in the air. Oh, <laughs> I know. Doesn't, don't you clutch your damn pearls? I she love is it. funny. There is another thing that they do throughout the book, and this is something they also do in their show, where they'll say series of words and then they'll say like ladies and gentlemen welcome to the stage blah 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 blah. it's exactly what we used to do with improv team names uh-huh. or my yes. old improv team yes so like there's one here um he says i think everyone assumed i had unaddressed rosacea ladies and gentlemen welcome to the stage unaddressed rosacea yes yes that's oh, like Very your official fun. drag Very name fun. yes 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 yeah Whenever there's like a lovely pair of words together, that will be my new drag name or my new DJ name or my new Herald team, which is improv and improv team. So then we move on to Trixie's essay on heels. And it's like, here are the heels and what type of... um, Is this in the next section in fashion or is this... Yes, fashion. Okay. Beauty and style. Beauty and style. So it's about shoes and it's like, the premise is, is your foot a slut? And then it, if you wear certain shoes, your foot is a whatever type of slut. And that's accurate. So we're going to keep moving. But, oh my God. Once again, I think there were three times when I saw myself in the book. Here's number two. And this one got me. Okay. And this is going to sound like a massive humble brag when I read it. Because it's like, she was beautiful. But like, okay, stick with me. Okay, so all we're talking, you know, peep toes, stilettos, cutout heels, kitten heels, cone heels, and then we get to wedges. Okay. Wedges. There was a girl named Nicole in my high school who had death defying tan and loved white wedges. She wore frosty blue eyeshadow to algebra and had an acrylic French tip pedicure. She also listened to aggressive rap music which is such a great look for a white teen in rural Wisconsin. I imagine today she is clocking in late for work at a vape shop in the mall. Whatever happened to her, I thought her pedicure in a stacked wedge was the height of seduction. Wedges are maximum height, maximum comfort, maximum prostitute. I'm going to tell you something. 
1997, I was fucking hot. <laughs> and I had ice blue eyeshadow cream. No, bitch. Oh. Eyeliner. You line it with a cream ice blue liner. Okay. And then probably a brown lip pencil. Uh-huh. And, well, no, I didn't do the brown lip pencil. Too much tanning, way too yeah. much tanning. Yeah. And that fucking white wedge. And you can tell me nothing when I was wearing my white wedge. I remember early 2000s Steve Madden wedge flips. Thwep, 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 thwep oh. all throughout the office. Everybody <laughs> on my floor must have hated me because they knew every time I went to the bathroom. Thwep, 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 thwep. Yep. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, girl. I guess. I, I love that you saw yourself in this book. Oh, girl. I'm all over this thing. So then we get to the point where we have our first, like, chat about personal style. It's called Personal Style. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> and it's fun. It's super fun. But there's this great uh, section here where they talk to Katya about what she was kind of trying on when she was trying drag. And, <laughs> you know, she was, like, going for Russian horror a little bit. And then she would go into, like, performance art clown. And then they start having a conversation about a picture of Katya from a long time ago where she was okay. trying on a character and I'm going to go ahead and show you the picture. And okay, for folks just... at home, you're going to have to. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to describe it for you. Katya is wearing like a 70s paisley bodysuit with like men and women, the universal signs for men and women, and her hair is uh, bundled up. And she also is wearing these <laughs> polka dot stilettos. But what's most important, what Look I haven't gotten eyes. to yet. Look at those crazy ass eyes. Yeah, her eyes are like all over the place, but she's laying on her side, but then she's like bent down between her legs and one leg is behind her head and the other one is turned backwards. It looks she's like she broke pretzel. her leg. She's a pretzel. It looks, cr- it looks like an acrobatic at Cirque du Soleil is what it looks like, but in a weird, twisted 1970s kitsch vibe. Fun facts. She, she comes from a karate family. There's a part in here talking about washing your legs, which I thought was very funny because <laughs> nobody knows that you should wash your legs, apparently. No white people do. Yeah, no white people know it. So we get into alcohol and drugs. Okay. And one thing to note is here this still is still in fashion and beauty or is this into life, lifestyle? This is still fashion and beauty. So the first <laughs> one is huge and the last two are tiny. Oh, okay. It's like, well, they have a lot yeah. to say about makeup and hair. Yes. Yeah. I also kind of think it's like a bit like, a, it feels like a bit of a joke, mm-hmm. like a meta joke mm-hmm. of like everything being up front and then just like these two. <laughs> oh yeah. And by the way, I have a personality. Okay. Bye. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So to note here, Katya is uh, in recovery and she was, she, she, Famously says, like, if you give me a glass of wine right now, I'll be smoking crack in three days. Mm-hmm. So, like, she can be addicted to everything. Okay. Anything and everything. And it is pretty funny. She drops, like, a lot of AA stuff. In the book? Really casually. Very, very casually. Yeah. It's, and she's not, like, you know, championing yeah. AA. Is like, Trixie there's in just little things too? she says. No. Okay. I don't know. Trixie just bought a bar in Milwaukee called This Is It. Or she's, like, a co-owner because it was going to go under as one of these places that was like a, a queer space in Milwaukee that was very close and dear to the gay community. It was going to go under and she bought it. Then 
we get to alcohol. So Trixie does alcohol. Trixie writes about it. Yeah. And like right in the middle, there's a, a recipe for drinks, just like a magazine. I Got love it. it. Got it's it. It's kitschy. It makes me happy. I'm going to make that. I'm going to make that drink. Oh God. Yeah. The pop culture references in here, just like pinging a mile a minute or so fun. Um, are they okay, current Trixie- or are they like, will they, will they be out of date in like a year? That's so funny because the reason I said it is I would just uh, pass by a fun Midsommar reference when she was talking about gin. So here we go. Gin is completely misunderstood. Gin and tonic is usually my drink of choice. I love it. It's light, bright, and difficult to mess up. I can already hear you saying it tastes like pine needles. It really doesn't. Gin is distilled with juniper berries and flowers. When you imagine those flavors as you take a sip, the sweetness pops out. I promise it makes me think of wearing a floral crown while watching my unfaithful lover burn to death in the corpse of a dead bear. I mean, just the ease with which we tie in a Midsommar reference. That won't age well, but it doesn't matter. Because like Trixie truly has the comedic stylings of a 45-year-old white woman from rural Wisconsin. Yeah. In terms of her references, she referenced the show Sisters. Oh, I NBC. loved that show. I loved Sisters. Why was I watching it in junior high? I don't know. Cela Ward. Who else? All I remember is uh, Cela Ward. Sw- Swanson Swinson. Til- <gasps> not Tilda Swinson. Swoozie Kurtz. Swoozie Kurtz. <laughs> and Taylor Swinson, who's Taylor Swift's lesser known cousin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. All right. And so then Katya talks about drugs and it's fun. But then, you know, we do get a couple of just little AA things, but she doesn't say they're from AA. She'd be like, somebody said, or this one, there's a great saying, self-esteem comes from doing esteemable acts. So then Katya gets into self-love and actually that quote was from her self-love chapter. Okay. And throughout the book, there are like, you know, again, it's mile a minute references that are going to not age well it's you Mm -hmm. know just like pearl clutching jokes but then there are like little nuggets of wisdom that are really good and they really stick i do believe that like ideas about life or things like that stick when they're sandwiched in between comedy they like they get a little stickier it makes the medicine um, go down for sure for sure yeah so this is in self-love so just like any, so just like in any marriage, friendship, or prolonged hostage situation, <laughs> our relationship with numero uno will be fraught with moments where we are dissatisfied, annoyed, repulsed, or just plain hate the fucking guts of our dear life partner, aka ourselves. ourselves. Yeah, <laughs> <sighs> I was just talking about that today, about how that we, yeah. we're not really taught that, you know. Mm-hmm. And oh it's, yeah, it's really. You know, I feel like if my depressive episodes in my mid-20s and early 30s would have been different if somebody would have said to me, there will be large swaths of time where you are Mm -hmm. unhappy and that's part of life. Like, and especially for you having depression in your family, like, that's going to be part of it, but nothing's wrong with you. Nothing is, you know, like, that's just kind of it. Yeah, absolutely. 
In such inevitable periods of floundering self-worth, I find it helpful to imagine that I have severely developmentally disabled quadriplegic radiation poison dog named Tabitha. I certainly wouldn't berate her for hours and hours about all the goals she has yet to accomplish, nor would I ever viciously mock her mangy fur or mercilessly bully her about her lack of ambition, her laziness, or her poor decision-making skills and chronic tardiness. After all, she can't even read a clock. (laughs) And, like, it's kind of like sometimes I need the message to be sent that way. Okay, yeah. (laughs) To tell myself, like, don't be your... So you wouldn't beat this person up. Yeah. Why would you beat, beat this person up? So. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> For, of course, you know, I'm so worried about Tabitha. And I know she's not real. Because that's how my she brain ain't works. real, girl. I know. I know. Oh my God, you're I know. so funny. Okay. This is great. We get a quiz. Okay. Right? In the middle of self-love. From self-loathing to self-loving. Answer these questions, either true or false, to determine the amount or lack of passion you've got for yours truly okay are you ready i'm We're ready gonna, you're gonna take a quiz i'm ready do i need to write down my answers no okay i fantasize about my death a lot oh mm, false <laughs> i have a hard time deciding what to eat for lunch because the voices tell me i'm not worthy of nourishment false great i didn't ask to be the most beautiful person alive it just happened <laughs> False. True. Most days I want what's best for myself, but society society won't let me wiggle. True. False. I tend to avoid mirrors because I am way too aroused by my own reflection. False. True. I actually love mirrors because every time I check my reflection, someone different is looking back. True. I believe everything will work out in the end as long as my legs don't get too wet. <laughs> True. I draw strength from, from the fact that God has chosen me alone to help thwart the devil's master plan for Armageddon. Wait, what? <laughs> okay, moving on. Sleeping is a luxury that my wicked body does not deserve. False. False, too. You go, girl. It me. Uh, no, no. <laughs> Just not say it me. I'm me and I'm here and I want that. True. True. Yeah, I like that. That was fun. <sighs> That's a great quiz. I should write quizzes. And then like there's that. a like a full page, like beautiful. Yeah. And you had to turn it on its side to see this picture of yeah. Katya. Katya is beautiful. smack dab between two mannequins. They're all wearing sequins and blonde hair. They're all wearing the same dress. Oh, the same wig. I understand. Yes. Yes. So I kept going through and I'd be like, oh my God, this is a nugget of wisdom. This is a nugget of wisdom. And I started abbreviating it to N-O-W. So now all over the book are N-O-W. Now, 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 now. now. This one is very good. Okay. So we get to self-love and of course they start talking about jerking off. Sure. Sure. So this, and this is good advice. Okay. Make sure you have all the props and toys and tools that you need to arrive at the peak of Mount Orgasm. And when shopping for sex toys and treats, don't be afraid to splurge. Just as cheap toilet paper is not a bargain. The same goes for erotic accoutrement. If something is going in your ass, mouth or then it better be top shelf. And in the spirit of self-care, that's a rule you should really apply across 
the board. Oh, and I agree. I like that. I like that. Don't put anything in any hole that you wouldn't put in your mouth. That's smart. That's smart. No. I like no. that. I would say that the section on self-love from Katya might be the climax of the book for me. It's a long chapter. It's really good. It's got a lot of fun little quizzes and yada, yada, yada. But it sounds like even though it's like built like a magazine, it's fun, it's fast paced. There is Mm -hmm. still underneath the fun and the funny and the, you know, jokes is this message of you have to love yourself. Oh, absolutely. And then there's like practical stuff. Like we get into money and it's like, there's five things for money and it's like, explore financial domination, save all your change. And you're like, okay, this is just bullshit. And then it's like, build up a three month emergency fund. And it's like, yeah, that's actually, you do that. Yeah. Let go of the fear of financial insecurity. Absolutely. (laughs) Once you have a three month emergency fund, it's a lot easier. (laughs) So yeah, I mean, there's stuff in here all like, uh, this one is about social media and stuff. No phone in the bed ever. Like uh, they just, it's all really good advice. Yeah. Good advice. They've kind of sandwiched um, it in there. Yeah. It's nice. So they get into interior design, okay. which is super fun. And that's your jam. And Trixie Sarah says, has amazing yes. interior design sense. You're very sweet. So it, she, yeah, like she just says, you should find a way to decorate your home that supports you instead of competes with you. Like, damn, that is Big food for thought. Yeah. Just so our listeners know, I'm looking at Sarah. She's sitting in front of her living room wall, which she has recently redecorated into an amazing plant wall. And it's so gorgeous, though. The plants are loving their, these little white containers that are wall mounted and they're just like thriving and it looks amazing. Thank you so much. Um, It truly is like having a part time job with these plants. But here's the thing. We're in the choir, baby. We're in the choir pandies. That's so right. That's right. I'm fine with it. That's right. And here's the thing. I might get used to it, and then it'll just become part of my thing. Yeah. Honestly, every morning getting up and checking all my plants and then spritzing a few, turning on music after breakfast is really fucking nice way to start the day. I also just think and that I didn't expect it. You're probably not going to be back in a nine to five for quite some time. So I think these plants have a good, good long while for, yeah. and by that I mean yeah. like office nine to five. Yeah. Here's the third time. The third and final time that I am seen in the book. Let me hear it. And of course it comes in the interior design section. Mm -hmm. And it's called, and and I think this is really going to hit you in the heart because we have this conversation Mm -hmm. three to four times a year for the last 15 years. Mm -hmm. Decluttering your condo, Marie, by Trixie. The only thing I love more than collecting tons of bizarre, useless, decorative objects is throwing them in the garbage when their charm has worn off. Whether it's a good old spring cleaning in the garage or a much-needed purge of your sycophantic entourage, the process of decluttering can be tough, but ultimately it's exhilarating. My mother has always been my role model in this department, especially in our home growing up, as we all had a tendency to acquire lots of shit. Weekly purges would occur unannounced and anything and everything you might have left around the kitchen or the living room was likely to be chucked in the bin. I share a similar attitude and I take great pleasure in clearing out unnecessary debris, although with drag, it can be particularly difficult. I love nothing more Mm -hmm. than throwing things away. It's true. It gives me a lift. Mm -hmm. 
and in ease. It makes me feel alive. Yeah. It makes me feel alive to throw things away. Yeah. And I know it's wrong. But so is murder, and I do that. So. Well, it's not wrong to throw things away, but you are aware that there, it doesn't, the life of that item doesn't end when you put it in the garbage can. Yes, Lisa, I know that. No, that's what I'm saying. It's not wrong to throw things. <laughs> <laughs> this is. Do we want to have this conversation? This is the conversation we have because I remember what? once, right after Marie Kondo came out, Sarah was like, I'm recondoing my kitchen. And I was like, Well, what are you doing with all these things? And she looked at me and then she just went, <laughs> I'm taking them to the Salvation Army. <laughs> and I went, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, we had a, it was a real, it was a, it was a moment. It was a moment. As I'm standing by 16 full trash bags. That's exactly right. She was like, can you, she was like, stay here. I'm going to go run an errand in the alley. <laughs> Okay, but here's the thing. Okay. That fucking book truly did change my life. And the things that I did in the purging of that, like, whatever you call condoing or whatever, I still reap the benefits of that to this day. That's great. Still. It's amazing. I'm not saying it was right for me to throw everything away, but damn, did I have a good time. And then, okay, so part three. Mm Mm-hmm. Is the last one. And look, it's relationships. And it's like there. Okay, I'm going to say it looks like it's about 10 pages long. It is very tongue-in-cheek that they're like, write what you know. Hair and makeup. Fashion and beauty. Relationships. Nothing. But they do both have fun relationships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're great. Although here's one thing that they did get wrong. And I, I wrote at the top, okay, they are men. Because... They go on this rant about how, like, it's weird that people say, this is my best friend. They're like, if you're over 30 or 40 or something, and you're like, this is my best friend, you're weird. And I'm like, no. I'm like, okay, you're men, first of all, because, like, people love doing that shit, and it's funny, and it's cute, and so... Bitch, if you say that, bitch, if you're a drag queen and you call someone your Judy, everybody gets it. That's not weird. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's a good point. Let's write Fuck that. those guys. Bring, we're bringing them in. Let's Producer, them bring them in. Word. Oh, may I speak to the manager haircut? Thank you. And that's honestly, girl, that's pretty much it. And there is, so this is chock full of fun. Yeah. It is a truly, I think it is. An, it's an incredible gift. Yeah. It's an incredible coffee table book. I think it's an incredible book to read from cover to cover. It's just fun. I it's love light. it. And I'll be really honest during the core pandy. I can't focus. Yeah. Like I have, I have a hard time focusing and I honestly haven't read much of anything. I'm so, and I'm so grateful that you did. Let me ask you a few questions of this amazing review. And of course, all the links to everything will be in show notes. If, uh, if you want to buy the book and, and check out their website and more. Okay. Sarah, did this book need to be written? Yeah. I mean, we always need a little more laughter in our lives. Yeah. And I'm going to say it's nice to have some diversity in authors. It's not just two heterosexual white men, right? It's some some diversity of thought. That's wonderful. What did you try to put into practice from this book and how did it affect you? Or if Um, anything. Yeah. I mean, honestly, the most practical one is I'm going to go get that concealer. There you go. But 
I think there is just a really good, I think the makeup section from Trixie is really good because she does, it's not just like, hey girl, beauty's inside of you, but here are 25 tips to, you know, be attractive. (laughs) She does just kind of say like, makeup, you know, see, I'm not going to give her justice about like her feelings about makeup, but she really does a thoughtful job of conveying that makeup is about something for you. And like it lives within a microcosm of your world only. And it's only for you. And like, Mm. and if you want to look cute at home, wherever, like just do it. And honestly, and then if you don't, don't do it. No one, like it's okay. No No one cares. cares. I love that. Do you feel that they missed anything? Like, was there something you expected in the book? Um, no. Okay. I mean, they do what they do well. Mm-hmm. You know, like, they've got a thing. They've got a really great relationship, and they make good content co- together, and this is more of the same. I love it. Who would you buy this book for, and who would you never buy it for? I would buy it for, like, a coworker that also likes drag. Yeah. I would buy it for a friend it's a great Christmas gift, birthday gift. Like, yeah, this one is one that I would buy a bunch. Uh-huh. Who would you never buy this for? My grandmother. Perfect. Although she would probably actually find some of it very funny. Yeah, it's pop culture. It's tongue in cheek. Yeah. I'm not going to get it for like my buddy that isn't into pop culture. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm not going to get it for the jock in my life. Well, maybe they need to yeah. know how to do better hair. Maybe they'd like to wear concealer. Do you have a listener challenge? Do you have any homework for me or the listeners to to do for the next week and for our deep dive? It's totally fine if you don't. I don't. I, I honestly, other than read the book, because uh, I don't want to give away some of the really nice pieces of yeah. advice around around self love stuff and the body image stuff. Yeah. So this is a huge recommend. Then I guess go read the book. Yeah. yeah. It's so fun. It's so fun. It's so light. It's easy breezy. Sarah, thank you so much. I love you, obviously, and I love spending time with you, but I love sharing you with our tiny pocket friends because you're the best. My God, you're the best. Thanks for having me. This is fun. Isn't it? I wish we were in the same city, but it is what it is. And that's it. Okay, all the links are going to be in show notes. Sarah, thank you so much. Misty, we miss you. Lisa, thank you. And Mary say, you have a wonderful, wonderful skincare regimen. You know what? Thank you. I You don't have to spackle that shit because you're taking care of it. Thank you. I haven't been doing as good as I can in the pandy, but I would like to, that's one of the things mm-hmm. I'd like to do a little bit better on is wash my face I at least once a day. <laughs> hey, we all know you are a natural woman. Okay. Thank you. And with that, life, life is... Abundant. Abundant. Oh, now I have Bye. to watch Drag Race again. Bye. Go Help Yourself was produced by Misty Stinnett and Lisa Linky. Our theme song was written by the inimitable Matt Sav. Inimitable. There's nothing we love more than hearing from you. Email us at gohelpyourselfpodcast at gmail.com. We're also at gohelpyourselfpodcast on Instagram and at ghypodcast on Twitter. And you can go old school and check out our website at gohelpyourselfpodcast.com. It basically is a fancy PowerPoint slide. If you liked our podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review because it helps other people find our show. You know who else needs to find it? Your friends. Tell all of your friends. Okay, thanks. Bye. Bye.